Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Um, today we have an interesting episode for you. It's not gonna be long. We say that though. Every time. And it's normally like an hour. So, take that with a grain of salt. We're gonna try not to make it too long because this is actually our second time recording this episode. (laughs) We had technical difficulties and then Crystal went on her anniversary trip for two weeks and then I had family health issues, so say la vie, here we are again. So we're just going through the motions of life and just hoping we can actually get this episode out to you guys because this was the first week that we missed an episode in yeah. like four five months yeah <laughs> anyways we weird. we apologize yeah i felt really weird not to get the notification on my phone mm-hmm. sunday morning that an episode wasn't out but we are we do apologize and we do want to say before we get started a huge thank you to everyone that tuned in to our twitch stream last night um, we talked about the wood chipper murder, which was a super interesting case. Um, so thank you to everybody that came and chatted with us and hung out. And we got a few follows last night, which was so cool where he hit 20 um, followers on Twitch. We're hoping to hit that 50 soon. So thank you guys so, so much. And if you missed it, you can watch all of our Twitch streams over on our YouTube channel, which is Bayou Chronicles Podcast. You have to type in all of it. I don't know why YouTube is so dang picky, but that'll be uploaded there. And as always, if you love the content we are putting out, if you like hanging out with us, if you like making fun of the way that we mispronounce words and we just literally are always a hot mess and we always say don't edit that out, leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or you can leave us a review over on Spotify. Um, yeah, anyways, let's dive on into it. I'm going to pass it on over to Crystal. Okie doke. So today, like Bethany said, we do have a pretty interesting one. Today we are going to talk about dun, 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 the death of Brittany Murphy. Um, I'm going to try super hard to keep my opinion out of this um, until the end of it. But we know that we're both, me and Bethany both, are really bad at keeping our opinions out of things. <laughs> um, so it might go well, it might not. But I'm just going to give you the facts and hopefully they don't seem like my opinion. But I'm pretty sure most of you know who she is and that most of you were alive when she passed away. Um, at least I would hope most of you that were listening were alive. I specifically remember when this happened and feeling super shocked. Like, it was just, like, one of those, like, wait, what? What happened? Like, are you sure she's dead? Kind of like when Heath Ledger died. Like, it was kind of one of those I big... feel like they both, like, that's so dramatic to say, but we were teenagers. It yeah. rocked my world. It was like, what? Like, we had, we were... The Batman movie was, like, just about to come out, or mm-hmm. was, was already out. It was about to come out. And then I was like, it was what? It was so crazy. <laughs> it was so devastating. Well, this is a wild wild. Right? Oh, God, I'm already doing it. Jeez. <laughs> Don't edit that out. <laughs> uh, this story is a wild ride. So, hang on to your britches, people. So, 
Brittany Ann Murphy was born November 10th, 1977 to Sharon Murphy and Angelo Bertolotti. They, she was actually born in Atlanta, Georgia, where Angelo was actually pretty involved in the wrong crowd and found himself in and out of jail. It was actually kind of rumored that he was kind of like in the mob. I, I, I've actually heard that a lot. Yeah. Which is, I think is kind of cool, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sharon had enough of it though, and they divorced when Brittany was two. At this point, Sharon and Brittany moved to New Jersey for a fresh start, and she noted that when she was much, like when she was younger, when Brittany was younger, that, um, she would point to the TV all the time, talk about how much she wanted to do that, how she wanted to be on TV, and that that's what her dream was. So, being a pretty awesome mom, that's kind of what Sharon was like, okay, let's do it. And so, after living in New Jersey for a few years, she decided to fully invest in her daughter's dream, and they packed up everything and moved to L.A., so that Brittany could pursue acting. Brittany always said that her mom was more like a sister to her and that they were soulmates. Some of sources that I used claim that the relationship between them was a little bit more codependent as well. That eventually got to the point where it seems like Brittany was the one taking care of Sharon. And, like, I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing because, I mean, it was just the two of them. They kind of just fell into a natural rhythm of supporting each other. They had to, in my opinion. I feel like at that age, yes. But when Brittany got older, it was like her mom was still dependent on Brittany. Yes. I agree. Like, as it got older, it got weirder. But, like, when she was younger, I could understand. Yeah, I could see. But, like, your daughter is a grown adult. Let her live her own life. Yeah. Like, you don't have to keep... I don't I don't know. It, yeah. Just, but, you know, maybe at that point, the codependency had gotten so, so deep that the mom didn't it. know. Sharon didn't yeah, know And then Brittany probably was like, it's my mom, you know? Yeah. And she's her best friend and, like, her soulmate. So, yeah. I guess... I've just never been in that situation, so I don't know, but mm. either way, Brittany did end up getting some roles in some of the best shows of our childhood, arguably. Um, Sister, Sister, of course, Boy Meets World, she had guest roles in Frasier and in Blossom, which I hope everyone here hasn't seen at least three of the four shows that I just told you. Those are literally all my favorites, yeah. especially Boy Meets World. Yes. Yes, I love Boy Meets World. In 1995, she would land the role of a lifetime and the role that would ultimately put her on the map. By now, you should know what I'm talking about. I hope you do, at least. Clueless. Um, if you haven't actually seen Clueless, I'd highly recommend you pause this and go watch it. Like, right now. I'm and serious. Like, not the Iggy Azalea fancy oh, video. Oh, yeah, don't watch that. I mean, that is a good video, but, like, actually go watch, watch Clueless. Clueless. I know it has to be streaming somewhere, so just go watch it. Come back to us later. You're going to want to hear the rest of the story anyway. But if you have seen it, as soon as I said that, 
or as soon as I said her name, really, you probably had like 18 million quotes flash into your brain. And that's cool because if that's the kind of person you are, then hi, I'm Crystal. We can be friends. (laughs) So. (laughs) Hi, I'm Bethany and I'll have too much anxiety to ask you to be my friend, but I'll let Crystal ask for both of us. (laughs) Brittany's role on Clueless uh, took her from this familiar face that people saw on TV to a name that everyone knew. Pretty soon, she started getting bigger and bigger roles, and of course, with that comes way more scrutiny from the press. In Clueless, she was kind of cast as like this chubby girl, and like this chubby girl that got made over by Cher. And that kind of managed to carry over in a way to how the press portrayed her, even though she was not chubby. I'm doing the air quotes that you can't see, but chubby in any way, shape, or form. Um, But we also have to remember that this is the 90s, and they had a really sick standard of, like, body standards, and the size 6 was considered fat. So, yeah. But these comments lead to Brittany having to defend her body and why she looked the way she did. And number one, I don't think that's okay. But nonetheless, she started dropping um, dropping weight pretty fast and rumors started that she had developed an eating disorder and that she was on drugs. Now, Hollywood can never be happy with the way that people are. I feel like if someone's happy, they're going to tear them down. And if they have already at their lowest of low, they're going to tear them down further. Um, and I really think they're out there just to ruin people's lives for their own profit. I honestly think it's because of the pressure and the rumors that so many young en- entertainers either die young or have a breakdown. I mean, hello, Britney Spears. Mm. Um, I mean, you would do if you were constantly surrounded by people who would not leave you alone, who constantly make fake stories of you, who have cameras stuck in your faces with bright flashes going off, yelling at you, asking you questions about things that you don't want to answer because it's none of their business. Well, and also Britney Spears is um, medically diagnosed bipolar, so... Well, yeah, and I mean, did you ever watch the... I have not special. You to. I need to watch it. I keep it. putting it off because, like... It's I, short. Britney Spears was literally, like, my favorite. Um, and this will make her even more your favorite. Like, you remember those little, like, little things that we listen to that you put the little... Yes, and it's a little clip, and it listened to, like, 30-second clips of a song. I had all the Britney ones. I had the Christina Aguilera, the Genie in the Bottle. Yes, I had NSYNC. And I don't know, like, I... I mean, now as an adult, when it was happening, I was younger, and I was like, wow, like, Brittany, something has happened to you, girlfriend, let's get it together, and all this is going on, but now, like, as, like, a 27-year-old adult, I'm like, I'm like I relate I am, to I am, yes, I'm, like, one breakdown away from shaving my head at least once a week. I tell my husband this all the time. I was like, I will shave, partially just, I just hate hair in general, yeah. and, like, people, society thinks that, too, 
for a woman to look beautiful and feminine, we need to have long hair. And I just, that makes me want to buzz it off right now <laughs> thinking about it. But then also life is just stressful. So like, I relate. So yeah, just like leave the Britneys alone, you know? Yeah. Leave Britney alone. alone. Like, and he's on TikTok now. Did you see I know, that? I did. But like, he has to feel so vindicated though. People are like, we made fun. Well, at first off, I didn't. I mean, he was dramatic. I probably did. He was dramatic, but I got where he was coming from. But like, people are like, we should have listened to him back then. He's like, way different I, now. I think you need to watch this the little special from whoever made it on Hulu or whatever because it is really good. And I it. felt really bad because I was a person who was like, Brittany, you're crazy. Girlfriend, you need to, like, get it together. But now I'm just like, this I, ain't her fault. I feel like I kind of, like, I didn't think she was crazy because, like, I've dealt with a lot of people that were diagnosed with bipolar in my life before. I deserve some kind of something from God for my work with the community. But um, I could, like, see, like, I mean, we only see, like, pictures from the paparazzi. But, like, I knew that, like, something was, like, interviews. She'd be yeah. okay. And then the next second it was, like, you know. Like, she was breaking down. Breaking down. Yeah, because, I mean, it, like, a lot of the stuff that they showed, too, was, like, putting, like, they were videos of paparazzi after her and you can just see it on her face like please get away from me like that's all she wants to say is please get away and, from like, me it's literally a mental illness guys like this isn't us making fun of her or like you know la 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 like it's literally you can't control your emotions yeah like, the minute you're super happy and then you're like angry and you don't know why and i think a lot of us and like, then you're manic and you literally have a manic episode and you got people telling you you're fat and you got and then and then like you're manic drugs. yeah and your manic episodes can you know produce themselves in different ways it can be a manic episode of really intense sadness or anger mm-hmm. or sexual just sexual manic episode like there's so many different ways and it's sad that we i don't want to necessarily say as a society but i feel like it necessarily wasn't society until people made it our society to stigmatize those people and make them feel bad they're crazy yeah and you cannot tell me that in this case with britney murphy someone telling you over and over again you must be doing drugs what drugs are you doing because you've lost a lot of weight what drugs are you doing how many how much are you doing if you're not doing drugs like what kind of eating disorder do you have and when you're really and truly maybe she was eating better Maybe she was on a new medication and it made her lose weight. Like, there's, we have no idea, but. I I had to have this conversation in high school with my grandparents. And I, I didn't want to tell them I had an eating disorder, but like, I felt like telling them I was doing drugs was better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing drugs. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, yeah, that's what I'm doing. It really was. I was just starving myself, eating one meal a day and just, you know running like 10 12 miles and yeah and now i'm i'm fluffy and i'm (laughs) proud and eat your meals people eat your meals meals or say you did drugs i don't know (laughs) (laughs) whatever sounds better for you like if drugs is makes more sense to your family then yeah make it way it's not good like either way you're starving yourself or you're doing drugs anyways check up on your friends Brittany was obviously just tired of people which I don't blame her. In her business. I'm tired of people every day in my life. So, 
Some of the roles that Britney starred in um, actually led to her dating her co-stars. Um, this was the case in 8 Mile when she ended up dating Eminem for a hot minute. I don't know intense movie. I mean, I know it's based on his life. I know, but it was just, an intense movie. My intense. mom always would watch it every time it came on TV. Mm-hmm. I loved it, though. You so. knew it was going to I mean, we knew it happened. Like, we literally watched his life. So, yeah. it wasn't like but anything shocking. But it was so shocking. good. Yeah, it was. so good. Um, and then she ended up dating Ashton Kutcher um, after they started in Just Married together. Which, I kind of remember her dating Ashton Kutcher more than I do remember her dating Eminem, but... Eh. I do as well, but I, I just love Ashton Kutcher. I do too. Like, still to this day. I do too. I think it's amazing, and I don't think a lot of people know that he works with the FBI for uh, yeah. child trafficking. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's super cool. Much Anyways, respect. That's so... We're just getting all over yeah, the place. Whatever. But, but anyway, so both of these relationships were very public and kind of short. Um, and she also had two engagements. Um, one to a man, and I butchered both of these people's names last time we recorded this episode. <laughs> and I'm just here to warn you that they're not going to be any better. So she actually got it spot on last time, but we'll see. I don't feel happened. like I got it spot on last time. I feel like I did <laughs> it really sounded bad. good. It's, I like it sounded how I okay, would pronounce well, it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Um, the first one was a man named Jeff Kowatinitz. Kowat. It's K-W-A-T-I-N-E-T-Z. So, Kowatinitz. Maybe I'm not supposed to pronounce the K. I feel like these are Russian last names. Okay, so, Jeff K. There we go. And another na- man named Joe Manclusio. Man. Man, yeah, Man, Man, Clausio, Man, Clausio. So Jeff, Jeff K, and Joe M. Yep, at one point she didn't marry him, so they're not really that important to the story. I think they, I just put them in there so that y'all could hear me screw up their last names and make there, fun there of us. There has to be a name or a word that we mispronounce. If it, if there's not, then the episode just it, it's not, a horrible it's not, episode. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Both of these engagements were called off, and in May of 2007, there was a surprise announcement that Brittany had just up and married a man named Simon Monjack, who was a screenwriter that she had previously worked with. This was a huge surprise to the public, who, for the most part, did not even know she was seeing anyone. Simon and Brittany um, ended up getting married, obviously, and were married for about three years before her death. And together, they actually lived with Sharon in Britney Spears' old house. So, you know, the Britney lived in a Britney house because that's, and we were that's just, a thing. We were just talking about Britney Spears. Yeah. So, now we're going to get to, I guess, the juicy bits. So, on the morning of December 20th, 2009, Sharon phoned 911. And I still think it's funny that I wrote in my notes, Sharon phoned 911, like we're like British or something. Because I feel like normally I would have said she called 911. Yeah. But no, she phoned 911. Huh, I don't know. When the operator asked what was wrong, she said that somebody has collapsed and that she needs help. Then changes this to her daughter has collapsed and needs help. 
I still kind of find it a little strange that she would first say that somebody, when she very clearly knew it was her daughter, but that could be, you know, just what came out of her mouth. I mean, I don't know. It just feels weird, but that doesn't mean anything. Take that for what it is. If it feels weird to you, it feels weird. If it doesn't, then move along. The 911 operator asked if Brittany was breathing, and her mom said that she wasn't breathing. Simon comes into the bathroom soon after and starts to perform chest compressions on Brittany. Not long after that, the paramedics arrive, and they were eventually able to find a faint pulse. They rushed her to the hospital, but at 10.05, she is officially declared dead. After her death, the coroner immediately wanted to do an autopsy, which cannot blame him. I would too. Um, Simon was immediately against this idea, and the coroner said that unless he had some sort of religious or court order, that the autopsy had to be done. When Simon eventually did not provide any um, religious objection or court order against it, the autopsy was done. And creepily enough, in an interview with Larry King, when asked why Simon didn't want an autopsy to happen, he said, and I quote, There was a woman who had just lost her daughter, who to us, it was such a shock. This pristine body that was curvy in all the right places. The skin like silk. And I, how could I say in front of her mother, cut her up? End quote. And I don't care who you are, this is weird. That's strange. Like it made my skin crawl Like, that's a gross. Bit. So, like, I said it in a happy, cheerful voice, but go watch it on YouTube in his creeper voice. Like, it's like it, monotone. It's like monotone and just. It's just I creepy. I don't know. Like, no emotion, really. It like, just. It gives off creeper vibes let's just say that like i don't know i don't know it was weird um i think it was a little weirder than normal for this man because i watched some other stuff from him and he is still kind of weird but who just says anything like that about your wife on public tv while seated right next to her mother Eh, i don't know that's, that's just rude to me After the autopsy was completed, the coroner cited that the cause of death was pneumonia, but that prescription drugs and anemia was a factor as well. According to his findings, Brittany had ingested several legal prescription medications, but not all the prescriptions were hers. Um, Simon was very vocal about the fact that Brittany had been sick in the days before her death. Because apparently, Simon, Sharon, and Brittany had all caught Staphylococcus while in Puerto Rico filming a new movie. Apparently, this hit Brittany and Simon as Simon had what was quoted as a mild heart attack on the plane coming home. Brittany was struggling after they had returned home. So while they were in Puerto Rico on the way home, it was mostly Sharon and Simon. And Brittany seemed fine. But once they returned home, Sharon kind of improved. But Brittany was the one who started struggling then. 
Um, her doctors also noted that she was having a particularly rough and kind of heavy period, which is why they think the anemia played a factor. In fact, she actually had about two periods in less than a month. So she was definitely probably feeling very weak at this yeah. point. She was sick for about six weeks total and had finally made a doctor's appointment to see what was going on. Unfortunately, she would never make it to that appointment. May 23rd, 2010, the police received another frantic call from Sharon claiming that her son-in-law was not waking up. She says, and I quote, My son-in-law stopped breathing. Baby, please, baby, get up, please, end quote. Five months after Brittany died, Simon suddenly passed away under very similar circumstances. His cause of death was ultimately ruled as pneumonia and anemia. He was found by Brittany's mother. And now I remember when all this happened. And my first thought was that it was so weird that they both died of the same thing. And that her mother found both of them. And they died in the same house. But I don't believe in coincidences. Um, And come on. You cannot tell me that two people died in the same way, five months apart, and the same person found them in the same house. And it was just a coincidence. Like, that's just how it happened. I mean, to me, that sounds so, so, so fishy. It's just... Uh, yeah, the fact that she called 911 for both is just something else. I don't so, even know. Like, it's weird. If, if that is truly a coincidence, then that's the craziest coincidence I've ever heard that's of. A per- yeah, that's a pretty intense. Once Simon died, questions about Brittany's death started coming back into play. People started to wonder what was going on in the house and if their deaths were really just an accident. There were claims that when paramedics arrived at the house, they found bottles of pills that belonged to Sharon and they were labeled with the name Sharon Monjack. And that she told a source that her and Simon had now been sharing a bed so that they could comfort each other after the death of Brittany. No. Absolutely not. I just... 100%. I have strong feelings about this, and I... Like, I already think it's weird that she was calling her son-in-law baby. Like, please, baby, get up. Like, I could understand if your, like, great-grandmother was calling someone, oh, baby, like, that. that's a little... It's just an old person thing. But, like, if your mom was calling Zach baby, like, that's just, I don't foresee your mom doing that. I don't see any mom really doing that. I'll never forget because it was, like, you know, I'm very not good with, like, like, I will pat you on the back with a broom if you're crying. Like, please don't. <laughs> I had a coworker like, probably... 10 years ago, uh-huh. her husband died, like, suddenly from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And she would, like, come in to work and just, like, her life was over. That was the love of her life. She'll never move on. She'll never feel love again. She's just, you know, she's going to 
die alone with just her and her kids. And literally, like, two months later, she started dating her husband's best friend, <sighs> and they actually ended up getting married. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, and she kept it from, like, his family for a long time. Yeah, I'd imagine she would. But I'm just, like, I remember, like, consoling her, like, the best I could, because it was just very, like, awkward for me. Uh-huh. And I was, like, and then it happened, and I was, like, and I was, like, n- about to get married myself. I uh-huh. was, like, but also I haven't gone through that, so, like, yeah. I don't know, but, like, that's a jump. That's, like, a best friend, but, like, your mom, your it mom. It seems like a lot. Your mother, like, your mother just watched you pass away. And then she's going to be sleeping and in the same bed. Because I'm sorry. Two grown adults are not sleeping in the same bed together to comfort each other. They're comforting each other sexually. But that's that's how it's happening. Give a hug. Like, hug. Hug me. Let's like, watch a movie together. Yeah, like, let's, let's stay in contact. Let's take care dinner. of each other in some sort of platonic way. There was no reason for her mom to even keep living with oh, her no, none daughter's at all. husband. None at she all. Passed. Absolutely none at all. None whatsoever. Um... I just still think it's kind of weird. I think the whole calling him baby, I think it is it's just strange. strange. It's it weird. Um, the best part is that, to me, this other people probably don't think it's the best part. I think it's the best part. But the best part is that in the Investigation Discovery um, episode about Brittany Murphy, Simon's mom is actually interviewed. And... When she's asked about this situation, about Sharon and Simon kind of having a thing, she straight up says, my son is known for dating young and beautiful women. So, no, that's not true. And I just think it's the most subtle burn of all time. And I just feel like if I was Sharon, I would have been pissed. But since I'm not Sharon, I think it's really funny. I think it's great. It's just like too much it's just like typical hollywood i don't even know i mean it's a drama it's yeah it's like a telenovela it's like rumors that something wasn't right um kept kept going and they were actually spearheaded by britney's father angelo Angelo actually wanted to have a second toxicology report done that fell in traces of heavy metals that were included, um, including what is used to make rat poison. Um, the only thing that could be said about this is some of the heavy metals that were found that, you know, could be used to make rat poison are also heavy metals that are found in hair dye. So, she was known for dyeing her hair, so they thought that maybe that could be where it came from. He still believed that the whole situation was constructed by Sharon, and his theory was basically that Sharon and Simon conspired and killed Brittany, and then Sharon killed Simon in an effort to keep him quiet. Now, obviously, Sharon refutes this claim, but who's to really know? I mean, we're never going to really and truly know what happened. The only other theories that I could find about her um, involved her role in a whistleblower case. 
Um, she was slated to testify in a case or something. Basically, she was witnessing or was like a comes like a character witness for someone that was part of the case. Simon had purchased a crazy amount of cameras and placed them all around the house. It was something like 60-something cameras all over their entire house. Um, and obviously, the most popular theory that most people have known about what or know about is the case is in the case that there was mold in the house. Um, this is a theory that Sharon has spoken out against at first, but in 2011, she changed her opinion, I guess, in a way, and she filed a lawsuit on the property developers. Um, everything that I could find basically said that she didn't really change her opinion and say that there, claimed that there was mold in the house. It was more along the lines of, I'm going to sue them because there could be mold in the house kind of thing. Oh, my God. Um, and it was just one of those. Like, I'm just going to sue people. Like a last-ditched effort to, like... Money grab. Money grab and then, like, prove that she had nothing to do with it. Um, so maybe we've made it through the episode and you don't know my opinion on the case. Maybe I did a good job. Maybe I didn't. Who knows? Um, but my opinion of the case is what I'm about to say. So, my opinion is that Sharon, I don't know what exactly full role she had in it, but I feel like she had a bigger part to play in this than just finding their bodies or finding them unconscious and calling the police. Um, I don't know what. I'm not going to accuse her of murder, but to me, it just feels like too big of a coincidence to happen that she wasn't involved. I don't know what that motive would be. Like, the only motive I can think is, like, maybe she was jealous of Brittany. Maybe she's jealous. I mean, Brittany's career at this time was, like, on its way down. She was doing, like, B-movies, you know, straight-to-DVD mm-hmm. movies. She wasn't doing these big blockbuster films anymore. So I couldn't imagine her being you know, jealous of her. My only other thought process is that maybe she wanted to poison her in some sort of way for, like, publicity. Like, maybe, like, she would get her just sick enough that it would, you know, make headlines and then that would kind of bring her back into stardom again that's the only the thing that i can think of and then at that point after she accidentally killed her simon realized or knew what was happening and he was like threatening to tell or something and then she just knew she had to take care of him too so that's my theory on the whole thing but i kind of i i'm i'm basically with crystal on this one i feel like she was using her daughter as a cash cow, and she lived with them. I mean, she completely, like we said in the beginning, depended on her daughter and had really never done anything on her own, so to say. Um, So she was kind of afraid that that fame was going to end and it was going to be back to normal life, you know? I mean... 
I don't know. This one's a weird one. I think it's always going to be weird because no one's ever really going to know exactly what happened unless it's like some weird deathbed confession. It's just very suspicious that, you know, these three people all lived in the same house around the same conditions, did the same exact things, and only two out of the three died. And one is still to this day alive. And she placed both 911 calls. It's just, it feels weird. And who knows? Maybe. Maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe she was completely innocent. But. I. Don't think she is. I 100% (laughs) think she's guilty. Of something. It may not necessarily be like. first degree murder like maybe she wasn't like out to like she wasn't planning on killing maybe she had munchausen syndrome yeah maybe just wanted to take care of her daughter maybe something i don't know maybe that's how she lost all the weight maybe she slowly was yeah over the years poisoning britney and and you know maybe it really is just the biggest tragedy of all time and it really just happened that way yeah but we'll never know crazy and I'm not okay with never knowing because I want to know. <laughs> but yeah. that is all I have for you on today's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't too crazy. Um, I hope that you weren't too distracted by the neighbors screaming outside. Um, or maybe we just do such a good editing job that you'd never even hear it. So, and shout out to me because that'll be me so yeah if you heard none of this background noise which is my children running around and my neighbors children that never are outside except for the days that we record on yeah um thanks for sticking with us we appreciate you guys (laughs) (laughs) well it is this is going to be the middle of march so like we talked about at the beginning we just did our twitch stream But we do need to start planning for our next one. So by the time you listen to this, if you want to go ahead and drop us some recommendations about what you would like us to talk about next month, go ahead and send us a message um, anywhere that you can send messages to us. We'll see it. And we will add it to our list of contenders and maybe your recommendation will be chosen. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch. We just hit 20. Yes. And we think we're, like, super famous, and you're going to yes. be seeing us everywhere. We had 11 max viewers, okay? Like, Last night. Like, we I mean, are, come on. Get out of the way. <laughs> it is Bayou Chronicles for now and forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day, and we will see you next week. Bye.